Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. I have Michaela Parks here with me again. Welcome back, Michaela. Thanks for having me, Heather. <laughs> I think this is what, your third time being on? Fourth time? I think fourth. Okay, because we did launch, right? Yes. And yeah. then Honduras, the mountain. Mm-hmm. And what else? What then we it? did update in romania oh yeah i forgot about that one yeah, yeah yeah okay and then now we're doing this one okay so michaela's fourth time on the podcast so woohoo! <laughs> um this time obviously as you can tell we're not together sad but we're doing it over facetime so hopefully our okay. audio holds out and everything but yes so, anyways, today we're doing part number two of the, um, like, post-race episodes that I've been trying or wanting to do. Uh, and so, the point, I guess, is just to talk a little bit about transitioning home, what that's looked like, um, I don't know, and just sharing, like, different experiences. I think it's always interesting to hear, like, everybody's different perspectives and experiences especially on this topic of transitioning home so Michaela is going to talk a little bit about her experience so far and then we're going to just reminisce on a couple fun memories we talked before we started recording um about what memories we're going to talk about and they're some good ones so anyways <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're excited to talk about them we had to pick some um fun ones together so anyways Michaela, what has transitioning home been like for you? Has it been good, hard, easy? I don't know. Start with that. Um, so we've been home for, what, a little over two weeks now. And honestly, it's been good for the most part, but there's definitely been some hard moments of just, like, realizing that the race is over um, and everything that comes with it. So, like, the community having people around you all of the time, having everything planned out for you pretty much. Yeah. Um, just the simplicity that comes with it of not having to worry about what you're going to wear for the day or what you're going to do and just always having um, someone to hang out with, someone to have a conversation with. That has been like the hard part for me. Um, yeah. I'm back home and so like my family, they work. <laughs> and yeah. so just sitting for the majority of the day honestly by myself has been hard I will say this though just to interject I have never spent so much of my life on the phone that I have the past like two weeks with all my friends every single day I'm been on the phone with somebody I feel like and I just have never been a big phone talker so it's just funny yeah same honestly I'm so thankful for technology just like talking to people um I miss yeah. all of the time from the race. Yeah. People who like and um, has been so nice, and I'm so thankful for it. Like even this, being able to do this, yeah, miles. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's been like the best part of being home so far? Um, the best part, honestly, probably my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. I'm just my bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I didn't realize how much I missed my room until whenever I got back and I just want to spend... I feel like I've turned into the biggest homebody in the last, like, couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah. 
same honestly I feel kind of bad because like I know that there's people that I could go out and see but a part of me just wants to be at home (laughs) I feel like for the past two weeks I've been you know out and about sometimes sitting at home but we had like our family vacation I went to Georgia so just like traveling still and this week I'm just really thankful to just be sitting here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not anything to do you know yeah same this is funny story so the other night i was at um my friend's house in indy and it was like the first time i had seen her and we were gonna go out for dinner and then go to this little like hangout like arcade bar place whatever that was in like downtown indy so we're gonna go for dinner and then go do that and literally we were it was probably like 6 30 7 o'clock at night when we left for dinner and we get there, and we order dinner, and we eat or whatever, and then we were going to go over to the place that was, like, across the street. And we both just looked at each other, and we're like, you know, we could go over there, or we could just go back to your house. <laughs> and so we literally just left, and we didn't even go out. We were just like, no, we want to go back home and put our pajamas on and watch a movie. We were, like, so lazy. And then literally I got back, and... um we turned on a movie and I fell asleep within like 15 minutes. And I'm like, why is this my life? I'm like, I'm only 24 years old. I should be thriving, not just like sleeping all the time. <laughs> but I've been tired. I've been really tired since I've been home, I think. Same, honestly. I've been so tired. But I love that you did that because I feel like there's so many times on the race where we can just like look at each other. And it's like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. Like when we're- <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I think I've learned about myself over the year is that I'm actually... I mean, all my friends will attest to this. I am not a night person at all. Like, if there's any time where I need to be up past, I don't know, like, 9 o'clock doing something, I have to really mentally prepare. Yes. Yeah. No, I get I remember one time um, we were in Tirana, and I was walking with Kate, and we had something planned that night, like, with our ministry hosts. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, a later start. It was, like, an 8 o'clock start. And we were walking over ministry. It was, like, 4 o'clock. And I was, like, Kate, I think I need to get some coffee. It was, like, 4. And I was, like, oh, I don't know. And I, like, kept going back and forth. And she, like, stopped. And she looked at me. And she said, Heather, what do I have to do right now to make sure that you're going to be in a good mood tonight? <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, that's so true. She's, like, if you need to get coffee to help, please get a coffee. And I was, like, okay. <laughs> it was so funny. I know we're not um, at the memories part yet, but do you remember in Toronto the night at debrief when it was like, you were like, all right, well, I think it's time for me to get ready for bed. And then you look at the clock and it's 7.30. (laughs) I remember that I walk in from, I was like out eating dinner and then I like walked back. And then I like walk in, I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's time for bed. And yeah, I looked at my clock and it was literally 7.30. Oh my gosh, that was (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's my life anyways okay so best part is your bed um what's been the hardest I mean I guess you kind of already like touched on a few things like not being in community and all that but I don't know like talk a little bit more about what's been hard the hardest part for me um is probably like being in my room by myself I've literally shared a room for the past 11 months with at least one other person um and usually that includes like talking like having conversation before falling asleep and so that is like when it's just quiet in my room I usually have to turn on music or honestly the past two nights I've called Brie <laughs> and just talked with her while I'm like getting ready to go to sleep yeah. um but that's definitely been the hardest part just having like 
someone understand um that and then also just like having conversations with people that weren't on the race and then them not knowing exactly like what to respond um which is fine like it's to be expected you know mm-hmm. I think it just hit me a little harder when it was like I like I was told like I don't know what to respond to this and it's like okay yeah I get that but at the moment it was like ah yeah you're right no one's gonna understand unless you were on the race you know yeah and so that realization of like I knew no one would understand but then actually having it told to you that we don't understand is like two separate things you know (laughs) it's like oh yeah Right. <laughs> That's crazy that, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the honesty of, I just really don't know how to answer that, but that's also crazy. I haven't had that response. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so then it like ended up with me being like, oh, it's okay. I don't know how to respond either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how to this better? <laughs> yeah. I found actually like, MK and I, um, we've kind of had like different, I think like reentry experiences a little bit. And so, like, I totally understand what she's saying, and I think, like, it's really normal for people to feel that, like, just the lack of understanding. I mean, and it's not, again, against anyone here, but it's just, like, they weren't there. So, of course, they don't understand in the same way that people were who were there would. Um, but something that I've found that's actually been helpful for me or, like, nice is explaining, like, when people who weren't there ask me questions it's been actually a really refreshing way for me to be able to actually like process out loud like the answers to their questions because I have to explain it in a way that is a little bit different than I would to someone who's actually there you know yeah, it's different good. and so I guess like explaining different things has I don't know it's felt like actually kind of nice but I also haven't felt super overwhelmed with questions or anything like that and so Sometimes whenever someone asks me a good question, I'm, like, definitely in the mood to answer it. But it's, like, helped me verbally process some things just differently than I would, like, with people who were there, you know? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I just thought of this, but it's also a really um, good way to, like, actually check your heart on how you're feeling about certain things because for sure there were like a lot of things that happened throughout the year that were like really hard especially our squad we kind of went through the ringer and so it's like when you're explaining things to people who weren't there you have the opportunity like you have a choice of how you're going to talk about certain things and it really just shows where your heart really is you know like okay either I'm going to talk about this like in a way that is still coming from a place of like hurt or like bitterness or just whatever or you can actually like choose to step into like I don't know the love and like grace and just redemption that the Lord has provided and the way you talk about things will like show you know where your heart's actually at I've found that a lot where I've like had to make choices about how I'm going to talk about certain situations so yeah anyways that's so that's so good yeah but I think like that I mean that certain concept even is like another really I mean that's how I've been like processing you know like having to make decisions like that and having to like I don't know just talking out loud about my experiences to people who weren't there has actually been like helpful for me I think in a lot of ways yes yeah yeah I don't know but yeah it's also been sometimes tricky because of course like people weren't there and they won't actually know in the same way that my friends would but 
Would you say that you're mainly a verbal processor? Um, yes and no. I don't know. I journal a lot. And I think, like, I first process inwardly, and then it's healthy for me to, like, speak it out loud. But I think first I always have to, like, be by myself to process. Yeah. I don't know. I get that. What about you? You're, you're more of a verbal, aren't you? Yeah, I thought I was an inward processor, and then I realized that I'm not. Like, <laughs> process, I thought I was a mental processor, but actually that just makes me feel like I'm, like, crazy. <laughs> it's like, no, actually, like, I process the best um, verbally. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to process with you. I like it whenever <laughs> we process together. It's fun. We always have a lot of good laughs. <laughs> I've had to call Heather, like, twice <laughs> recently. Like Heather, I have to talk to you about something, and just her um, what's the word? Her advice is so good. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of good laughs whenever <laughs> we're talking about life. <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> um. Okay. So we were thinking. I don't know. The good. The hard. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about reentry? I mean, I guess whenever we were talking about it before. Um, one of the, like, big things that MK and I, like, specifically wanted to hit on was just the fact that, like, your re-entry can just look so different than, like, I don't know, like, just to not put an expectation of how it's going to look like. Because I would overall say at this point that, like, my re-entry process has been, like, relatively smooth and it's felt like, I don't know, like, I don't kind of want to use the word easy, but, like... I don't know. It's not been, like, that bad. But then, MK, I guess you haven't really talked a whole lot. But it's been, like, a little bit trickier for you in different ways. And I think, like, both is completely fine. You know? Yeah. And honestly, I think it's, like, like it differs every single day, honestly. Like, in the morning, I can be so fine. And then it's at night that it, like, hits me that this year, this past year is over. Um, but honestly, what helps me a lot is just like sitting in gratitude to have something as sweet as this, like miss and have something as like sweet as the world race and this experience to have to like come back home to and to like reenter or like readjust. And it comes to a point where it's like, okay, I like, I feel like this past year was life-changing, honestly, I think for anybody who's gone through the world race. Um, and it's like a part of you is wrecked and you come back, um, not the same person who left. And it's like, okay, like, and it's hard to re-enter because the things that I enjoyed before I left the race, I just don't enjoy as much, you know? Um, and it's like, okay, like, yeah, this year wrecked me, but in the sweetest way, because it was like from the Lord. And I don't ever want to go back to like something normal or something that, um, I don't know, like the ways that the Lord's grown me this past year, like that's growth. And I don't want to go back to just being okay with comfortability, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, like if I'm going to like struggle because I'm trying to now find my new normal quote unquote, um, in America, like, what does that look like? What, how can I take what I learned? Um, what the Lord has taught me over this past year and like use it in my everyday life. Um, back in the real world, honestly. Um, How can I enter back into, like, my work, back into my family, back into my friendships, and take what the Lord's taught me um, and use it even then? Because I think he's, like, 
like he's prepared us all year for what like the season that we're walking in right now um the re-entry phase and so like he doesn't waste anything and so he taught us and he like spoke truth over us all throughout the year for us to use even now and it's cool to go back and like read my journals and see how like truths that he spoke to me like back in Honduras or back in Romania I can use it like even now and he's reminding me of so that's been so never give that up yeah um what do you think like that kind of does look like like taking some of that stuff back into like the workplace and different things like that like what have you realized in the last couple of weeks about that like practically you know yeah oh wow that's such a good question um I think like honestly just like like right now trying to figure out what I'm going to do where I'm going to be at and like I think it's easy to worry about like what like okay so right now I feel like we're in this re-entry season and then it comes to like the next season of starting back work or starting to do whatever the Lord's called us to do and it's like I found myself like worrying a lot of like what this next season's gonna look like and it's like no like why am I worrying the Lord like he's so good and he's so faithful and he's not going to just like leave me here to figure it out on my own like he already knows and so I know him and so he can be trusted and so just taking in the fact like like his goodness his faithfulness doesn't stop um within this past year you know it just keeps going and so it's like just the the same way that I could trust him and like he's taught me how to trust him and taught me how to like rely on him and depend on him all throughout this year like I can continue doing now and I don't have to worry about it um not saying that I don't have to do anything but I don't know the Lord knows you know and yeah. so I don't like stress myself out trying to um figure out what's next because he already knows and so it's just like trusting him listening to his voice where he's leading me um into this next season yeah that's good and I think I don't remember who I was talking to about this Um, but we were talking about how, like, um, whenever we get home, it's not like we're just having to, like, now thrive off of everything that the Lord, like, taught us over the last year, and, like, we only have so much, and we just have to use that. It's like, okay, actually, this is just a continuation of our life now, and the Lord is, like, going to continue to teach us new things, like, every single day. It's not like he taught us stuff this past year, and that's all we get, you know? So it's like, okay, yes, we learn so much and like a lot of us just experience like so much just breakthrough and just, I don't know, had some really like sweet moments with the Lord throughout the year. But also it's exciting to think that like that's not the end, like kind of what you're talking about, you know, of how like he's going to continue being good to us like when we're home. And it's just like the next season of life, you know, like we're just like continuing to like walk with the Lord and it doesn't have to be like our trip was just end all, you know, like there's more yeah. to life than that past year right and like the lord is like still so present and still teaching us and so like even in this new season for me i feel like you know okay what's new like that i can learn being home and like you know i feel like there are a lot of things that i learned over the year and now i'm like okay like what else can i learn and like what is you know what does the lord have for me in this season too and it's i don't know it's like a cool I don't know, just a reminder, I guess, in perspective of, like, there's more than just this past year, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I love that. I feel like there's always more with the Lord, you know? He's always got something that he's wanting to, like, 
show us or teach us and like he's always working and so I'm like God like give me eyes to see like where you're at even now and like what you're doing and I want to be a part of it (laughs) yeah for sure I like want everybody to read that book that I'm reading the in between or whatever it's called I literally just started it today (laughs) but it's so good I um I'm reading this book about like I don't know it's called the in between and then it's something like learning to embrace the tension of the past and the next big thing or something like that I don't know like when you're just in that like weird in between spot of transition I don't know it's really good and it's been challenging um already in just the first chapter of like slowing down and recognizing that most of life is not a big moment you know there's so much more to life than that so so much to learn in the little things that's good but yeah um okay is there anything else that you think you want to touch on just about re-entry I don't know I think re-entry is just like um again like I miss what you make of it it's easy to like get into this like mindset of oh this is the past year like it's never going to be the same yada 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 and like while that's true like re-entry is going to be what you make of it and like the Lord, like what you're saying, the Lord still has stuff that he's teaching us right now. Like he's still working. He's still moving. Like it wasn't an end all thing when the world race ended, like life still goes on and the Lord is still, um, working like he always does. And so I think, um, just having that perspective that like, yeah, some days might be really hard. Some days may be really sweet, but just keeping our eyes fixed on him, um, and what he's doing. And I think it's like, all about perspective you know Mm -hmm. yeah that kind of reminds me a little bit this might be a little bit of a rant but um or a sidetrack but it reminds me of um I was reading this other book whenever I was on the race called live no lies by John Mark Comer (laughs) everybody was reading it (laughs) I think I told you about this but it was talking about how um the enemy is I mean one of his like main weapons that he uses against us is lies which sounds super cliche it's like of course yes the enemy lies to us but um it was talking about like the different ways that the enemy lies and one of the ways or if you think about it like the enemy never just tells us like black and white lies like if you were trying to lie to somebody you wouldn't just be like oh, MK, you're five foot tall, when it's, like, actually, no, that's a lot, like, you're six foot, you can't, like, actually, like, argue right. that, because it's so obviously not true, so the enemy, and, like, a lot of times when he lies to us, the things that he tells us are, like, partially true, like, there's always truth to it, and a lot of times, like, there's actually a lot of truth to what he's saying, but there's still, like, part of it that's not true, and that was something that I was, like, wrestling with before, um, I was coming home, there was, like, a couple of weeks before we, um, left to go home, um, I, like, started to get kind of anxious about coming home, which was weird, because I was so ready to come home, like, I was like, okay, I'm done, I'm ready to go home, so it was weird, (laughs) yeah, it was weird that I was, like, anxious all of a sudden, and I, like, realized that the lie that I was believing was that, like, when I get home, everything's just going to be the same. And, like, whenever I, like, started the race, I wasn't, like, the healthiest version of myself. And so um, whenever I would, like, think about going home, I would just, like, be able to picture exactly how I felt, like, before the race. And since then, like, I've just grown so much in a lot of ways, and I do not feel the same as I, like, felt coming into the race. And so I was just scared that, like, whenever I went home, 
it would just all be the same and I would kind of just fall back into like that unhealthy mindset that it was before the race but I realized that that's exactly what that book is talking about like when I was going home or when I get home a lot of things are exactly the same like my house is the same like there's so much to my world that is exactly how I left it but so that's true like that part of that thought is not inaccurate that's true but that small part that like I'm going to be the same is the lie that the enemy is trying to teach like throw at me and that's where I have the authority to be like actually no I am so much more than that and I've grown like so so much and so that's like where you need to nitpick at like your thoughts and be like okay what part of that is true and then what part of it is it and so I think gosh I was gonna tie that to what you were saying I guess like just being or the lie of like oh nothing's gonna be the same as the world race kind of in the opposite way like sometimes you can get anxious coming home and being like oh nothing's the same as this year okay in a lot of ways a lot of things are different but that's also not true like there is so much community you can step into when you get home there is so much like you know whatever it is that you think you're gonna miss from the race that's true you might miss it and it's not going to be completely the same but it the lie that it's like not ever going to be the same is not true because there's so much of that that you like can step into you know so anyway yeah that was my thought whenever you said that (laughs) that's good yeah whatever you make of it um and like if you want to like tell yourself that it's never going to be the same and live that way then that's like one thing or you can like try to like cultivate the community that you want um the intentionality the conversations that you want like yeah it may not be the exact same but at least like go for it try to cultivate that wherever you're at in life you know yeah yeah for sure because you can give into the lie that it won't ever be the same because part of it's true but it doesn't have to have that yeah yeah that's true um okay we're already at 25 minutes so I guess we can start reminiscing about some of our fun memories now (laughs) the fun part okay you go okay we're not doing three memories like Paul and I did in the last one we're only doing two because MK and I are pretty chatty so we could talk about these for a long time so I'm like we're only doing two each so this podcast doesn't end up being too long so anyways you go first with your first um fun memory or whatever okay both of my memories are from Honduras but the first one is so I don't know if you guys remember Heather and I we were on a team in Honduras Mm -hmm. Um, such a dream come true for me (laughs) (laughs) it was so fun And so whenever we would do ministry, we usually work together as like our team. Um, And so I can't remember what we did in the morning. So we did something in the morning for ministry and then we had lunch. And then after lunch, we were told our team was told that we were going to go a little ways down the mountain to uh, work at this other work site. Um, So on the mountain, there's like this hill that we helped level the ground for to build the church and essentially that's what we're going to do at this other work site um and I just remember telling Heather and one of my teammates that I just did not feel like doing ministry that afternoon I was just tired I didn't really want to go um and they were just like yeah 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 but one of our team values it was like positivity so you know they're encouraging (laughs) telling me that we can go like we can do this just a couple hours like no big deal and so we all pile into the back of this truck and there's like oh my gosh there's like probably over 10 of us in the bed of this truck (laughs) we were crammed back there Mm -hmm. and are going down the mountain and then we're told that we have to like walk a little ways to the work site 
Yeah, a little ways. A little ways. I never trust anyone when they say that anymore. (laughs) It's in front of me. And we're literally like walking down this mountain. And the road, the ground is like slippery. It's like rocks. Sometimes it's grass. It's not anything easy to walk on. And I hate, like, one of my biggest fears is, like, the fear of falling. I hate that feeling where you just can't, like, where you start falling and you just know that you can't save yourself. (laughs) Um, So we're walking down there and it's, like, slippery. I'm holding on to trees. And I'm just telling Heather the entire way down. I'm like, Heather, I hate this. I don't want to be here. Heather, I hate this. And she's like, I know. Okay, come on. We can do it. (laughs) The amount of times I feel like this year that I walked either in front of you or behind you on a hike and just had to hear you say that the whole time. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I can think of all the hikes that I've been on. Thank you to everyone who has ever hiked with me, if you're listening to this. The only reason I made it to the top was because of the Lord and whoever I was with. <laughs> but anyways, so we get to the work site. We're looking around, and um, it just looked like the grass, grown grass, you know. Um, and so we start taking randomly we just start taking pictures we start taking team pictures and like friend pictures and then it starts like sprinkling and then after the sprinkles we're still taking pictures it starts pouring and pastor paul our ministry host he's like we have to go back up to the truck so that we can make it up the mountain it's not safe for us to drive in the rain because um the rain makes the road like really slippery because it's just mud at that point and so we're like oh my gosh now we have to start running back up this mountain (laughs) where we have literally walked down and so we start running and it's pouring and somewhere along the way I go from like not wanting to be there to just like laughing with Heather laughing with my other friend and teammate Caitlin and we are laughing the whole way up and it just turns into this and we start we're like thank you God for the rain and we're like hashtag choose positivity hashtag hydrate or dihydrate like just joking or but somewhere that joking around turned into like pure joy (laughs) immense joy of just like thankfulness and it actually turned out we're soaking wet we're so dirty but it turned out to be one of my favorite days because it just started off with something that was like like hard I didn't want to do ministry that day and then just like looking back and seeing like the impact that my community and like my teammates had on encouraging me turned out to like in the day and just I was so joyful and I was just we were laughing having the best time we were soaking wet and dirty but it turned out to be one of my favorite days that I literally just journaled about the other day because I never want to forget it (laughs) yes I remember that day very well and I can't say that it was one of my favorite days (laughs) but it was fun we did have a lot of fun and the amount of times we got rained on on that mountain yes Oh my gosh. Um, okay, this is not very professional of me, but can you turn your video off because it's like kind of cutting? Okay, hold okay, on. Just keep talking, just go to audio. Okay. Okay, hopefully that's better. Um, anyways, okay. okay, so that was MK's first, um, first memory. Um, okay, what were mine? I have to think of what mine were. Um, oh, yes, yes. Okay, so I picked this one because it involves MK, and she can, like, help tell the story, too. But um, it was whenever we were in, um, oh, my gosh, wait. I just thought of a different memory that 
involves you that might change uh, i just found a video of this last night so something about mk that everybody should know is that she doesn't like getting eye drops in her eyes oh my gosh and i literally have this video of us in romania um when she like got something in her eye and it was like she was having an emergency surgery or something because we i mean there were so many people around and we were trying to get eye drops into mk's eye and it was one of the most entertaining things that had <laughs> that had happened in a long time <laughs> Don't you, uh, i hate eye drops being put in my eyes like honestly every team that i've had someone has had to put eye drops in my eyes <laughs> for me and it's like event. <laughs> it was very traumatic. It was funny. Also, this is another one that I just thought of in Romania was, okay, so as you guys know, because I talk about this a lot, it was very hot in Romania and I very much didn't like it and I didn't, <laughs> it was just bad. But, and there was like no wind ever, but there was this one night where MK and I were sitting in our room and we had one window and we were sitting there <laughs> like... Honestly, I think we both just had our sports bras on because we were, like, literally just, like, so hot, like, doing everything we could to just, like, cool down. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the biggest wind gusts came, and <laughs> it was incredible. We started taking videos, and we were like, this is from the Lord. Like, it felt so good. <laughs> we were like, the Holy Spirit is here. And then the wind would start gushing even harder. We're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was funny. It was truly like one of the best moments. It felt so good. Like we hadn't felt a breeze in days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, those were the two that I was thinking about sharing. I was thinking about sharing um, the day that MK and I went on a bike ride in Romania. These are all from Romania. Um, and it was just so fun. We found these like rentable bikes and we went and had like a nice time like eating ice cream and riding bikes and it was just so fun yes and then we went back like the week later and the same man who rented us the bikes gave us electric scooters for like a whole extra hour for free <laughs> yeah it- we made friends with the guy yeah it was fun and he was like super interested in what we were doing and yeah it was fun we got to like show him pictures and stuff and he was really interested Yes. So if you're in Romania right now and you happen to be listening to this, you should go to the big park and meet the man who's renting or like doing the rentals for the bikes and the scooters. Go talk to him. Yeah, go talk to him. He was very kind and very interested. And then his wife was like working the um, like cash register and he was like, I got to show my wife this. And he like grabbed your phone and like took it and showed his wife and she's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was so funny. Um, okay, your second one. Go. Okay, my second one was also in Honduras, but this time it was at our debrief, um, or it was at our debrief location. We ended up not having debrief just because only half of the squad um, <laughs> there. And um, it was one of our last days on the beach, and it turned out to be one of my favorite days again. We woke up to see the sunrise. And with the sunrise, there's a rainbow, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I spent some time with the Lord. I went for a run. I went to the beach and felt like the shade, which was so nice because it was so hot out there. And the sun was so, um, yeah, just really yeah, hot. so hot. And um, later that day, we got in the ocean. We found some 
uh, starfish, which mm-hmm. was amazing. We were literally talking about finding starfish just days before. Found some starfish. And then Heather and I, we had been talking about this lemonade that I had bought at the store. <laughs> and we were going to make it and drink it on the beach. And I had made it, I think, either that morning or the day before. And we ended up like getting two glasses, drinking it out on the beach. <laughs> And then later that night, out of nowhere, this horse just comes running by. It looks like spirit on the beach. And it was just my favorite day. I loved it. It was like all these small little blessings. And I remember at the end, I told Heather, I was like, Heather, this has been the best day. I just want to roll around in the sand. And she said, please don't do that. It'll ruin it for you. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) That's what I said. That's funny. Yes. Your practical advice. I was like, yeah. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> Please don't. That will ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that lemonade was a blessing. I'd never heard about the um horse though. That's awesome. I think I saw some wild horses when we were at that beach. Yes, yeah, you probably did. It's probably spirit. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh yeah, that was a good day. And then <laughs> the next day is when it kind of started going down. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> The next day is when a bunch of us tested positive for COVID again, so that just added some more complications, but it ended up being all right. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. MK, I literally, as you were talking, I was trying to think of the second thing I was going to talk about, but I literally can't remember. I told you. Do you remember what it was? Um, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know why my mind is literally so blank. I can't remember what the second thing I wanted to talk about was. Um, let me think of something else that I can bring up. Man, this is going to bother me now. I have to think about what you were going to say. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of time to just sit here and think about it because, you know, we're recording. So I have to come up with something else really quickly. (laughs) Um, um, let me scroll through some pictures really quickly and see what I can think of. Hmm... Oh, we could talk about the time when we were in quarantine in Honduras and just, let's just talk about Hugo and Dunkin' Donuts and all of our experiences ordering food. (laughs) Yes, Hugo. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's this app. It's kind of like Uber Eats, but it's for Honduras, I guess, Central America. And um, we would order... Dunkin' Donuts every morning, like coffee, mm-hmm. and two hours later, we may or may not have gotten our order by then. <laughs> there were so many times where I remember I ordered McFlurries one night, and oh, yeah. I paid for the McFlurries. Our driver picked it up, and I never got them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you would look at the map because you could like track the drivers, right? And you would look <laughs> at the map and be like, Heather, he's going the opposite direction. <laughs> I remember messaging them because there's like a little message chat, and I was like, hi, I'm just wondering about my Dunkin' Donuts order. <laughs> and you're like, um, they're getting on an interstate. They're going the opposite way. <laughs> that was so frustrating. I actually journaled about them. That's how I know it was. <laughs> it was. Because it was the only way we could get food. And so us trying to communicate with these people who don't speak English about, one, where we are, what we want, it was very hard, honestly. 
Yes. Yeah. For sure. There was one time I literally ran through the hotel looking for someone who could speak Spanish fluently. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up finding this sweet um, housekeeper and I had like waved to her throughout the week and, you know, small conversation. Yes, and yes. I tried to her in my broken Spanish for her to <laughs> speak on the phone to talk to my Hugo driver to get my order to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that was our life for like an entire week. We spent so much money. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it makes me want Duncan. Honestly, some people were like, I'm never eating Duncan after the race because Duncan was really um, popular in Central America. And so we ate a lot of it. And yeah. honestly, that has not made me not want Duncan. I, like, want to go there right now. <laughs> have you gotten any Dunkin' Donuts since then? No, I have Me and my mom tried to go the other day, but they ended up, um, it was, like, drive through only, and their drive through was super long, so we didn't. But anyways. Um, okay, wait, one more question. What has been your favorite meal since you've gotten back? Oh, man. My favorite meal? <sighs> or just favorite thing in america that you couldn't get anywhere else oh man good question why can't i i don't know i mean i've actually so this is a big thing for me i learned to just really like roasted vegetables over the year (laughs) which and so me and my mom have made like some roasted vegetables this or since i've been home and so that's been really good um what else? Me and my mom went to Trader Joe's the other day and got some just, like, really good snacks that yes. felt healthy. Um, oh, I'm not, like, I can't believe I'm saying this because this just isn't usually me. But I went back to my gym, the same gym that I always worked out at before um, coming on the race. And it honestly felt so nice. Like, it just felt comfortable. Like, I actually felt like I could get a good workout in for the first time in, like, entire year and so that actually surprisingly was really nice I wasn't expecting that because I'm the first person to be like I hate the gym you know and just complain about going (laughs) to the gym but I actually had I had such a good week at the gym this week so that was surprisingly nice that's good I Um, love that yeah I don't know I can't really think of anything else what about you um okay so for me I went to my hometown got an Aldi's while I was gone. Oh, and yeah. My first trip to Aldi's, and I got some of the best blueberries while I was there. And it reminded me of Romania yeah. and the best apples. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where have yeah. you been? Like, is there any uh, place that you've been that you're like, oh, I'm so glad to be back here? Um. Okay, the gym, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then... Okay, this is pretty basic, I know. But Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I love the chocolate chip peppermint milkshake. I love it so oh, much. <laughs> maybe I'll have to go. Yeah, that is pretty basic, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then also our local coffee shop. Um, oh, yeah. Has been so nice just to go to. Yeah, that's always, always good. Yeah, I've really missed my favorite coffee shop, too. So I've been back. But That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can wrap this up because it's getting long. So, any last words that you would like to say? Well, Heather, I hope this isn't our last podcast together. No, Uh, I was going to say. So, MK and I, oh, I'm so excited. We get to hang out over New Year's Eve and see each other with our friend Casey. And so, the three of us, we did a podcast 
at launch together. And so I haven't told you this guys yet, but we're, we got to record one whenever uh, we're um, together. Yes. That's going to be great. Yeah. I'll love that. And Casey will like that. Casey's actually been on another podcast with us in Honduras. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. If you go to our mountain episode, you can hear Casey um get mad at us for recording without her in the background on one of, of that we won't podcast. Get you this time, Casey. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, no, we'll record another one whenever we're together over New Year's Eve. So no worries. Perfect. Well then, until then, thanks for having me again. Yeah, for sure. I- I can't record with you in person next time. Yeah, me too. As much as I love this, it is kind of frustrating to just be over FaceTime, but we got to do what we got to do. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed having Michaela on again. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.